So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. What's going on, Vince Russo? What is going on, Dr. Doctor? Give me the news, man. Man, we got some things to talk about on this episode of Riding with Russo. Tonight, let's start off with uh, doing a preview for the last man standing match for the upcoming Fast Lane pay-per-view. It's going to be uh, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. They have put Shinsuke Nakamura as a top heel on the Raw brand, and he's cutting Japanese promos, and he's saying, Seth Rollins. <laughs> and uh he's they're they're doing some transcriptions with it uh and they're doing their best to make him the top heel man first of all give us a a general grade of how you feel uh since Shinsuke Nakamura is as a top heel on raw and then let us know your thoughts on who's going to win the match at fast lane Man, bro, it's tough to grade it because, you know, I'm just being honest, Chris, as a television viewer, I don't care about this match at all. So so I guess since I I don't care about it, they haven't made me care about it, I guess I would grade it an F. Mm. Here's the thing, bro. This whole storyline has been built on. That's what this whole storyline was built on. Yeah. So, bro, here's the bottom line. And and Seth has, you know, acknowledged back issues, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is a last-standing match. Mm-hmm. So, bro, again, if this were logical and nothing the WWE does is logical, nothing, mm-hmm. if this were logical, then Nakamura would go over. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a bad back and now you are in a last-man-standing yes. match, what are the odds, bro, of the guy with the bad back left standing. Mm. That's 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 what I'm talking about. And if they played it out that way and told that story, fine. I got no problem with it. Mm. But if Seth comes out on top, then you just completely wasted my time for how many weeks? Is it safe to say that Seth is going to go over here? Yes. Mm. Let's just throw a monkey wrench and say Nakamura goes over, right? What would be next for Vince? What do you think is going to happen next if Nakamura goes over at the at the pay-per-view? The, the only thing that could happen next is two things. And, and bro, listen, maybe Seth wants time off, and we don't know about that. That, that, that That's quite a possibility, bro. If the, the dude's it is a workhorse, uh, maybe him and his wife want a little time off to be with their daughter, and I'm I'm all for that. Yeah. So if 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 that's a fact, and that's why they put Nakamura over, they've already set up the first opponent is Ricochet. 
We talked about that before. I know, but they've set it up, Chris. They've already Uh, set it up that way. I'm uh, with you. I'm with you, bro. I'm not for it, but that's I'm with you. Yeah, I said that on our on our our Legion of Raw show, man. It seems like that they're setting up. If Nakamura were to win, the next feud would be Ricochet. Yeah, and the next feud, the next uh, show after uh, Fastlane, I believe, is Saudi. So they're going to have that match at Saudi and then after Saudi's Survivor Series. That's a big four pay-per-view. So ugh, I just, I, I don't see it, man. I I said if, if Nakamura goes over, they'll probably do Ricochet, which I don't think that's going to happen. And so the next thing would be if Seth Rollins goes over, which he probably will, then where, where does that leave Seth Rollins? What's next, what's next for Seth Rollins for Saudi? Where do you go from there? Do you go to McIntyre? They haven't really done much with McIntyre and Seth uh, yet at all. McIntyre has been mostly with the New Day at this point. Yeah. I told you, man, I think they're going to do Bronson Reed, man. I I think that's where I think he's just going. They're going to throw another big heel in his way. God, bro. Bro, listen. Give me Joe. (laughs) All <laughs> righty with Russo, Joey. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. This, this is the problem with wrestling today. So, bro, on social media, Brian Alvarez put over the Otis Bronson uh, match. Mm. He put it over. And then Bronson Reed acknowledged Brian Alvarez's tweet. Really? Like, like bro, bro, what, what, what are we doing oh, wow. here? Chris, Chris, if I tweet out right now, Bryce Harper had a hell of a game tonight. Is Bryce Harper really going <laughs> to write me back, bro? Like, really? Bro, oh, this, is, this is what I'm talking about. This guy's looking for the acknowledgement of Brian freaking Alvarez, bro. Mm. And, and I'm going to tell you this. Hear me out. Somebody in WWE will see that, bro. Mm. And that, that? Heat, that could totally derail anything they, ha- they, they want to do with Bronson mm. Reed. Especially, bro, that that was Pritchett's job. Mm. Pritchett's job was to find stuff like that and that Vince would never see because mm-hmm. Vince ain't on social media and everything. Mm-hmm. His job would be to find stuff like that and run to Vince. Now, as a baby face, I'm not too like if a baby face did that, I wouldn't be too. Crit- I wouldn't be really critical at all. But my thing is, he's a heel, man. He's a monster heel. Like that would be like uh, Andre the Giant, you know, uh, uh, acknowledging someone and saying, "Andre, that's Andre. I've been wanting to see you for a long time." In the crowd, he's not gonna be like, "Oh, nice." He's not gonna go and clap their hands. He's gonna look at him and keep walking down the aisle because he's a heel. That's what he's going to do. He's, as a matter of fact, if he's, you know, any good heel. Will make that person hate him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, just, I, I can't I, hate. I, just, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know what we're doing anymore, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, long the long gone are the days of uh, Hogan and Andre when it mattered as far as just being a character, man. Now yeah. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants people to acknowledge them, and it's yeah. just 
You know, I was looking at uh, uh, AEW. We we recently did an AEW show together, and I was like, you know, man, a lot of people in professional wrestling, and, and I'm thinking, you know, I think things from a psychologist lens, and I'm like, a lot of these wrestling personalities are like legitimately going through an identity crisis. Like they like they want the validation because they are like people who are insecure, people who struggle with insecurity. They long for validation and affirmation. Those those are two of the biggest things that they long for. To it to it like it's a drug to them. And I I look at these things from a psychological lens, and I'm like the the heels who wants to cheers, who wants to put themselves over. I'm like, man, these people are really going through some like issues, you know, I, like identity issues, man. Because why would you want to retweet as a heel? You, this is your job. You, this, you, you're, you're at work. Your job is to make people hate you. Why would you want to retweet a tweet of people of someone liking you? That it doesn't I'll, make sense. I, 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 I'll tell you why. Because your own company is making you feel insecure. Mm, that Bro, you, case, are, yeah. you, are go, you are going to work for a company that is telling you yeah. we're not making any more stars. They're yeah, telling yeah. you that, bro, before you accept the job. Bro. Yeah, that, yeah. That, again, sports. Let, let's go to Ohio State. They, they recruit a kid, and they literally tell the kid, you are going to be nothing but the third-string quarterback. Yeah. Okay, that's what they're telling you in the door. You are not going to be a mega over star. So what does that mean, bro? That has to mean they are going to keep you down. Mm -hmm. And the more they keep you down, bro, the more insecure you're getting. So now when Brian Alvarez puts you over, oh, my God, we got to acknowledge that because somebody put me over. Yeah, because at this point, your confidence is nearly virtually deflated, almost completely deflated. And you're looking even more for validation and affirmation. Because I would venture to say that that the majority of pro wrestlers, even, even from decades ago, they're, and a lot of people said this in interviews, they're able to step out of reality. They're able, they're able to step out of their persona. They're, they're able to step out of their current situations and that be a whole different person in the ring. That's the reason why you list, you look at these documentaries, which you know I'm, I'm about an hour or so in the Kurt Angle one, hour and fifteen in the Kurt Angle one, phenomenal documentary, just an incredible documentary, and just a lot of these people who just had we see the dark side episodes and things like that. As far as the people's real lives are just in shambles, man, and yep. so they find the ring as a drug as a form of escape. It's called escapism. It's the same thing as someone who is going through a lot of situations personally down in a bottle of alcohol. It's, it's the same as escapism. Uh, that's what happens a lot in the pro wrestling world because they go through a lot physically, you know, personally in their, in their personal lives and they want to step out and just have that kind of addiction in the ring of getting that affirmation. And we see that and it, it it does make someone more. And I don't know Bronson Reed's story. You know, I hope uh, you know he he looks like a stand up guy. I know that he recently got married, and so you know that's that's kudos for him. But it really is. It does really 
uh, step, call someone to step outside of their life, their real life, and go real life, uh, life, and go into this world of I'm a superhero. And the more they get those adulations, the more it causes them to, them people to want to stay in that character and stay in that gimmick. We see that with Flair all the time. You know what yep. I mean? Like yep. Flair doesn't even know who Richard Flair is. No. You know what I mean? No. It's, 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 it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate yeah. from, from a therapist, psychotherapist and a psychologist standpoint. It does. It, 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 it I look at these documentaries. I look at these personas. And I do get saddened a lot, honestly. You know, I, mean? yeah, I do too. Yeah, I, yeah. I I really do too, bro. Yeah, I really yeah. do too. Yeah, it, it is. It is sad. It is very sad. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, on on the opposite end, man, some uh, someone who's uh, uh, just a, a, a stud athlete, uh, she's getting an opportunity to um, uh, become a star in the WWE. An opportunity to become a star in WWE. Jay Cargill is a. Uh, uh, Signed, WWE made the announcement of her coming to the company, uh, kind of laying out the red carpet. They were uh, taking pictures of her in the uh, performance center and doing interviews already from the bat and things like that. So, uh, so Vince, be, before I before I <laughs> put my thoughts on it, just surface level thoughts on Jay Cargill joining the wwe family at this point jade cargill the first time i saw her when they did the gimmick with Shaq, uh she looked like a star mm -hmm. no doubt about it she looked like a star then you do your research on jade cargill and you find out not only this is this girl a uh blue chip athlete but she also has a master's in child psychology so that tells me she's as intelligent as she is a physical specimen. Yeah. So she's married to Brandon Phillips, bro, who used to play for the Cincinnati Reds. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this, um, this, this woman has star written all over. Mm -hmm. She's going to become just another name on the roster. Uh, Bianca Belair had star written all over. Yep. Rhea Ripley had star. I, I, I can go down the list forever, bro. We can go down the list for the next hour. She's going to become another name on the roster because here's the problem, bro. They got to do something different with her. And, yeah. and I think there are a couple of really good hooks with, with Jade Cargo that they isn't even in the, in their wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. First of all, bro, if it's me, I'm doing one or two things to make her stand out. I am, I am, I am using that masters in psychology. And I am really going to let her master being smarter than everybody else and getting in everybody's head and using that psychology against them. Mm -hmm. I'm really going to master that art. Okay, that's number one. Mm -hmm. he, and I'm even giving them an option. Bro, she, you know, wh whether it's Pierce, I just wish it was somebody else in that role. Like she really starts buttering up to management, uh, you know, whether trips makes cameos or whatever the case may be. And I would love, bro, to find out she was sent over from the other, just say the other company 
to get all the intel on people's contracts and when are they getting paid and when are their contracts? I it's very much Kevin Nash and Scott Hall NWO. It's very much that way, man, bro. If I if I were writing that story, what I just laid out to you would play out over a year. Mm. Where and then we drop the bomb and find out that she's been given the company she came from all the intel on every talent on every time. <laughs> the, 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 but you know that's not going to happen. Here's what we're going to get at the end of the day, bro. We are going to get two unbelievable athletes. One was track and field. The other was basketball. Yeah. They're both black. Yeah. They both look tremendous, and they're going to have a big WrestleMania match. That's what we're going to get, bro. You know that's what we're going to get. And like I said, all you got to do is read this woman's Wikipedia to see she is kind of brilliant. She yeah. she mm -hmm. is very, very smart. Yeah. Let's use that, bro. Yeah, sure, sure. I, you know, it's interesting. And I appreciate that too. That's that's really interesting. Digging and seeing the background, seeing those things, uh, and how that can use be utilized to her advantage. Because when you do things like that, Vince, it causes someone to really be in their lane, and it causes them again. Again, it goes back to psychology in in my mind. It causes someone to be more confident in their craft. Because if you're like, hey, she she's a she's a basketball player. That's that's her jam. Is is a basketball player. If they're like, okay, and she has a, a child psychology, you know, uh, academic, you know, uh, resume, masters, uh, and, no masters. Less. And so and so, here's the thing: if 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 someone's like, hey, I want you to be some type of uh, uh, nurse, you know what I mean? And you're like, eh, I mean, that's that's not my jam. That's that's not my lane, right? But if someone's like, yeah, I want you to do something like very psychological, I want you to, you know, understand the the, the child psychology, she'll be like, oh, okay, that, that's my lane. That's she'll my jam. Like, we we, we can it. do that. Exactly. Yeah. And bro, here's another layer to that story. Uh, bro, listen, I don't, I don't, many people won't know this, but I knew Brandon Phillips as a baseball player. Yeah, he, he, I, I could tell you, bro, he came up through the system with the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Indians traded him to the Cincinnati Reds. Bro, this was a very flamboyant baseball player. This was a very colorful baseball. Bro, make the husband, Brandon Phillips, who's been on TV for decades, make him her agent. Mm. Get, get, let her husband be her. Give her something, yeah. please, that's different other than this is an unbelievable specimen because, bro, Rhea Ripley's an unbelievable yes. specimen. Yeah. Uh, Bianca yeah. Belair, yeah. so what? Yeah. This is our third unbelievable specimen now. Yeah, yeah. What's going to make her different? And that's where I, that's where I'm at, man. I, I, I've had conversations, man, with uh, you know Bill Apter, good friend Bill Apter, uh, wonderful Bill Apter. Uh, you know, there's been there's been like kind of. Uh, booking thoughts that's been thrown out there and I, you know me and bill get we get along tremendously that's my guy man but it's just like you know and no fault to him because you know that's his opinion i'm fine with that uh but it's like I, I see things that's very similar to that when it comes to the overall thought of jade cargill coming in 
Like I'm on Facebook a lot and I see things like I see like uh, graphics and thumbnails of possible opponents for Jade Cargill. I'm like, stop, like, stop. I don't care about this because what happens if you're saying, oh, possible opponent, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, like, okay, on paper, sure, WrestleMania caliber matches. But if there is no story, and by yep. the time we get the payoff, we've already seen about 18 matches between the two, why should I care about how they're going to develop this? If historically, over, over for a number of years now, they have not done a good job. Okay, people can throw out the blood, throw in the bloodline. People have their thoughts. I actually like the bloodline, but I think that that was mostly an outlier to what we usually see, right? Yeah. Yep. And so historically over the past five seven years or so it's usually there's a two three month storyline four month storyline sometimes more in that time period you've already seen at least a half a dozen matches between the two so how is this putting people over if and and, and those half dozen matches it's oftentimes 50 50 So it's like, who's getting over at the end of this one and two, why are we going to bring Jay cargo in having her have a bunch of matches for a payoff as if that's going to help elevate her status? I just, I don't care about these flyers with mega matches. I, I, I don't care about that, man. I just, I just don't, I want stories. I want character building. I want character development. Jade Cargill's got a long ways to go. She's she's a freak of an athlete. But as far as wrestling is concerned, as character uh, development is concerned, she's green as grass, man. Yep. And she needs more work. And I think having a non-wrestling role for her for at least about six months would be very advantageous while she continues. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with that at all, bro. Yeah. We got Matt Riddle is gone from the WWE. We talked about Riddle before as far as just uh, uh, it's interesting because I think the same day uh, Sports Kid had released the uh, conversation we had about Riddle um, uh, potentially not being in good graces with WWE because of the airport incident and how that's a bad look with the TKO, you know, uh, initiative. That same day, right before I think he got let go, and it's 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 crazy because both of us were having a conversation about this isn't a good look for one, two, it's not a good old boys company anymore. So, like I said before, it's not a matter of just I'm going to do something. Vince is going to slap me on the wrist, uh, on the wrist, and we'll we'll figure it out later. No, no, it doesn't have that type of uh, um, less impact anymore. Your job's on the line, just like another corporate, just like any corporation. So, yeah. your thoughts on Riddle getting let go from the WWE? You know, bro. And I'm, he, I'm, he and he had heat. Uh, uh, um, he had heat with Dana Wright. There were talks about that too, as far as his UFC thing. So that that didn't help either. Yeah. So. Well, bro, there the, there are some uh, there are some. Uh, rumors that some ufc type companies have reached out to him i'm hoping bro like listen man 
the riddle's got a checkered past. Yeah. I mean, he really does, bro. It yeah. goes back. And I yeah, I don't even want to get into it. I will say this, bro. Very talented dude mm -hmm. of personality out the yin-yang. Athletic, like, mm -hmm. forget about it. So, bro, I am really, really, really going to hope. Hopefully, Chris, this was a wake-up call. Sure. Him. I hope so. And hopefully, he realizes, like, you know what, man? I am a professional now. And there is a certain way I'm going to have to conduct my business, you know, out, out, outside of work. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I really, really hope that's the case because bro, like you, you, you get again, bro, when I say, you know, like, you know, I'll watch Roman Reigns and I'll watch Bray Wyatt. Riddle was on the fringe for me because he, he was really special, bro. They, they did not know how to book him. They did a terrible job, but he had personality. He he was a great athlete, and he had the it factor. Mm -hmm. But again, I, he he was just a little bit immature for his own good. So I just hope he learned from that, bro. You know, uh, as far as uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tracing back on on Riddle's time in WB. As far as my reaction toward him uh, as an observer. Um, they diluted him tremendously on the main roster. I liked Riddle a lot when he was in NXT. When he was, he's he's notorious. The more I think about it, the more I thought about it, just kind of doing an overview of Riddle's career. He had a knack for um, having strange bedfellow tag team partners. That that became like a thing for him because he did that in NXT. He was, I think it was Timothy Thatcher that he. Uh, he was he was partners with a with a couple of people. One of them that was really big was Pete Dunne, and it was really it was really cool that they were that they were a tag team because I mean they're completely uh, polar opposites. Pete Pete Dunne was really just a straight laced bruiser weight type of thing. Matt Riddle's this free spirited, you know, what I mean party guy, and it worked for them a lot. And I think for for that, it was cool. And he was able to really uh, express himself more. He had a different theme music. He's got some generic theme music now. The theme music was different. And I liked him in NXT. But, man, his time in, uh, in, in the main roster, man, even from the beginning, it was just diluted. And I think they were trying to – they were expecting his NXT uh, stock to translate over to the main roster. But if you're not really booking him properly and making him feel like his top star, it, it's not going to translate. Bro, what Riddle reminded one guy. I don't know if it Pritchard, Hayes, Heyman, pick your poison. He we, he reminded one guy of Spicoli from Fast Times of Ridgemont High. One guy and one person said that's that's what we're going with. And uh, that's that's what you got. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um do you think that uh, do you do you think that Bruce Pritchard or any of those top execs how often do you, how often do they pay attention to NXT in your opinion? Um, I, I'm I'm sure Bruce paid a lot of attention to it. bro. Okay. Bruce just Bruce loves wrestling. Like okay. he he like he, yeah, bro. I'm I'm sure I'm sure NXT was just as important to him as WWE. Why don't you think a lot of those uh, characters translate to the to the big screen? Yeah, 
Well, first, first of all, bro, what, what what do you and I always talk about? There's no formal introduction. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no vignettes. Vignette, There's no telling yeah. us all about this person before we see. Bro, that's a six to six to eight week process. Yeah, I agree. When you literally cut that out and you're throwing somebody on TV that we don't have a clue who mm -hmm. this is, and they're they're just in wrestling matches. Yeah. yeah. Bro, they're fighting yeah. an uphill battle. That's true. I, I was thinking of all the vignettes that they would do before, uh, like the. When Razor Ramon debuted, oh yeah, man, we did the Scarface style promos. I I, I, I did those with him where we sat in that huge freaking Cadillac in yeah. Miami. We yeah. were in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I did I did those with him, bro. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, um, Kurt Hennig with the uh, with the promos, golf of, and basketball, yeah, basketball and everything. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. He's like, ah, perfect. You know what I mean? Yep. Like all those vignettes, you need more of that, man. Yeah, you know that worked with alberto del rio because they that was about a little over 10 years ago when i noticed they stopped doing that as much but i remember alberto del rio he would have uh vignettes of him just kind of being this mexican aristocrat better than you type of yeah. deal and he would come out you know when he made his debut he looked big he, he would come out every single week driving a car to the ring and just doing the whole deal and it Calls him to have a really sizable push very early. And you want to know, Chris? I, I I'm I, I'm telling you right now, every single one of them has that story. Mm. There, there is a story there, bro. For for Zoe yeah. Starks, I agree. There, Tox. What's her name? Tox. Tox. There is a story there for every one of them. I promise you, bro. Why do you think that they don't spend enough? Like they have three hours, but they're but they're just kind of thrusting matches within those three hours instead of just really character develop. Coast, Why do you think that they've coast, got coast, all of that? Coast, coast. What was the fourth quarter report this this month? They're coasting. <laughs> yeah. They're coasting, bro. Coasting. Yeah, they're coasting yeah. that as when they get those fourth quarter results, bro, and we yeah. make seven billion this month, and he's <laughs> like, just, just put a show on TV, yeah, guys. Let's just, throw, let's just throw some matches together. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this guy right here, Vince Russo. I'm Dr. Chris. This is Writing with Russo. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.